often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 509. 509. I'm your host, Josh Albright. That's right. I'm sitting here once again recording inside the Slapbox penthouse. Moving it up. Moving it up. As, uh, oh, I thought I was in the clear. I thought I was in the clear. But today, I found out I may not be. Damn it! I uh, mentioned, I guess, a while back, because I, for the last, I guess, five months, I've been eligible for jury duty. And uh, I got out of it once. Uh, they sent me a summons uh, two months ago or whatever. I mentioned it on the show. I don't recall <laughs> when it was. But that time came and went. And all I had to do was get through the remainder of May and then June. And I'd be in the clear. No jury duty. No jury duty. None of that. Nada. Not. Not. Gandet. Not. Gandet. Nagada. Not. Gandet. For some reason, I just decided to do uh, Dana Carvey's George H.W. Bush brush in there. Nagada. Nagandet. Don't know why it just it just felt like it applied to this specific situation. But uh, <laughs> anywho, yeah. Today, after I got off work, I uh, checked the old mailbox, and in it was another jury summons. Motherfucker for June. I th- want to say first. I'll have to look at it again, but I believe it's the first of June. First of June. So here we go again. Every day after 5 o'clock, I'm going to be calling the courthouse, seeing if they cancel, hoping they cancel. You know, I kind of want to do it. You know, I'm not I'm not going to, you know, evade doing it. I feel it is my responsibility if they call me up. I'm going to go. Go do it. But uh, I'd really rather not have to miss work. And uh, we're, we're putting in some OT right now. I need the money. i got to pay for the penthouse. You know, got that Adam Jones guitar coming in, supposedly. Supposedly, in July. I don't hold any faith in that. I feel Musicians Friends is just going to screw me on it. (laughs) I've seen it now twice on their website where that thing was listed in stock and ready to ship. And uh, still still no no guitar for me. Still no guitar for me, even though their website clearly stated it was in stock and ready to ship. I ordered it back in March, and no guitar. No guitar, so I'm still assuming the date they told me, July 15th, that hopefully I'll receive it then. Again, I do hold no faith in that. Um, <laughs> apparently, Guitar Center had a nice su- uh, supply of them in, and they're like owned by the same company that owns Musicians Friend, so that's fun. I realize they have order different shit, you know. They're, they're not, they're part of the same company, and they're not in the same sense, I guess. Whatever they, uh, you know, when uh, one orders inventory on a product, they don't both have inventory on the product. It's just a damn shame. But uh, apparently I should have gotten through Guitar Center or, you know, something else. I don't know. Many other places have had it in stock. Just Musician's Friend 
doesn't like to uh, give me uh, the guitar. I, I, you know, I'm debatable. Like, did they actually have it in stock or are they not? Why would it say it on their website? Because they didn't. And why the fuck wouldn't I have gotten it if I p- fucking put an order in back in March and they they had it up? But I'm not bitter. Not bitter or anything. <laughs> that being said, you know, I need money to pay for the damn thing. And uh, jury duty is going to kind of hurt that to try to get into uh, overtime because uh, now uh, my job will pay me for the time that I miss doing jury duty. Because th- thankfully, because jury jury duty, you don't make jack shit. I don't even think they pay you enough for gas. Like they're supposed to, I think, I think they're supposed to somewhat reimburse you for the gas. But other than that, I mean, I it's it's not much. You know, most of the time cases, again, though, they settle out of court. You don't end up having to actually show up for jury duty. So maybe I'll get lucky for the third time because I had it years ago. I had been summoned and it didn't go to court. But I guess third time's a charm and <laughs> maybe that means I'll have to actually go do it. Uh, oh, I was so close. I was so close to being out of it. And then they just pulled me right back in. Pull me right back in. What'll suck is if I end up getting out of this one. Doesn't go to trial. And then on like June 29th, <laughs> I gotta actually do it. I'd be, I'd be so pissed. They're like, you motherfuckers. I mean, I guess that's a little bit closer to getting out, you know. I still got just a, just a hair over a month left to be summons. So even if this one doesn't make the trial, I could still potentially do it, damn it. I think this could also be the fact why I keep getting summoned now is because of the fact that perhaps my last name begins with an A, motherfuckers. Just pulls right up. I mean, I don't know I don't know how they pick Why well, do you know how they pick from a jury pool? Like I assume that nowadays there's some kind of database somewhere on a server that has all the names of people that are eligible for dirt jury duty. I guess there's some kind of random algorithm that picks. I don't know, but maybe they still do it like old school where somebody decides. And then, hey, we need, I guess they probably put people in categories. Age, ethnicity, I don't know if they're religion. Well, I don't think you, <laughs> I don't think you have to put, the, I don't, you know, I haven't had to uh, sign up for any of that shit in a long time. You know, I was 18 at the time I had to, fill out anything regardless in in regards to any of that shit. So, I mean, I don't remember if they ask you <laughs> very specific stuff. And I don't know what the courthouse would know all about me, but uh, I don't know if they would know how I vote and stuff. How well, I, get, I imagine they would know how I was registered as a voter, whether I was independent, Republican, or Democrat. And uh, that's probably something that, you know, I realize they have to fill out a jury you know theoretically the idea is to have a try to make an evenly balanced jury um that you get uh <sighs> people on their beliefs and and whatever you know I, w- I would assume but i again i have no idea how they go around the uh, jury selection process how they even like send out summonses and stuff but it seems that you know that I'm getting this things more and more frequently now. They want me. They want. They want some of this. 
but I guess they don't know about this podcast. Is whoa, I'm propping peas and shit's going wrong. I gotta maybe back off the mic a little bit. I don't know. Turn the gain up. Let's try not to destroy the mic. Although I've got other mics, you know, and I only ever podcast by myself these days. So if one goes out, I mean, this is a nice mic. I'd be saddened, be very saddened by that. Um, but I've got other replacements. We could go and get some good ones. I mean, I got that uh, the old school broadcasting looking mic, this MXL in the back room that used to be my go-to mic. But... Uh, I switched to this one while all of the main the podcasting gear was over at the Muffin Man's and uh over at the Clitaurus <laughs> or the Muffin Hut. <laughs> what uh went through a few names there. Um but uh I uh anyway, I got this mic when I was just trying to do some some shit at home, do some uh do some deucinal stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking true lies when he's talking when telling Jamie Lee Curtis to strip do it do it do it uh, yeah I don't remember how that went but uh, <laughs> yeah I got this just to do some uh, YouTube stuff and uh, try to live stream stuff that I never did never did but it was nice being able to record at home as now I do it all the time and uh, it's a solid mic though it's also a MXL but uh, I find that uh, you know or I'm guessing at some point, I'll probably switch the mic if this one does give out. the The old school mic, my favorite mic that I've that I've had, just because the look it looks like a old school like uh, early television microphone or old school radio microphone. Big ass diaphragm on that fucker. <laughs> it's just he. It's huge, huge. Uh. Uh. All for all of that from Pop and Peas. Went from jury duty to Pop and Peas to microphones and large, large diaphragms. Uh, but uh, anywho, um, <laughs> we've only got like a week left before Kenobi, and that's that's fucking exciting to get some Jedi and Sith rocking out. Fuck yeah! Fuck yes! Fuck yes. You know, Moon Knight was okay for a little while, but, like, that's just, like, and, you know, I'm down with some MCU shows and stuff, but especially Loki. Fuck yeah, that was amazing. But what I really need, what I really need is a fucking Kenobi. I need that shit. I need it. I wonder if we'll see a Grogu sighting in the old Kenobi. Well, what will happen? What will happen? I mean, Grogu. We could see how Grogu got ends up in the uh, in the egg thing and being on the run potentially, because this would have been a few years before Mandalorian. I don't know that we'll see Grogu or not. Grogu or not? I don't know. But uh, I'm thinking it's possible. As shit, there's some shit going on with this microphone. As a uh, man, I might have to switch tonight. <laughs> I hope not, because I don't want really to have to like try to dig the other microphone out and switch it out. That might take a few minutes. Although in the recording, it'll seem like nothing. As uh, but uh, uh, yeah, Kenobi, good shit, good, good, good shit. 
I say that now I haven't seen it, but it, man, just the trailer. It's got me so jacked. Seeing those red lightsabers. Just goodness. Ewan McGregor looking all Ewan McGregor like. You know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> uh, I wonder if we'll see R2 and C3PO and get a little uh, Princess Leia action. Well, I mean, she would have been a kid as well, too, but I, w- I mean, we obviously it shows that we see Luke on Tatooine. You know, I hadn't really even thought to, until this moment. Will we see Leia on Alderaan? And potentially Jimmy Schmitz re- uh, reliving his role as the guy that took care of uh, Leia. Is, man, this mic is. Oh, I don't. Uh, back off, Josh. Back off. Maybe uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's the cord. I'm not sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I I wonder if we'll see, we'll see that. See the early days of Alderaan when it still existed. Before it got destroyed by the Death Star. It's possible. It's possible. I'm not too concerned about that, though. It would be kind of interesting, I guess, to see a little bit of it. I don't really need to see uh, that, per se. But uh, as I'm getting alerts about the Blues game that's going on, of course, they're in round two of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um and holy shit, they're, uh, I mean, they lost their first game, but they won the second game against the Colorado Avalanche. And they, uh, they, of course, well, it's tied right now in game three. It's the first home game of this series. Um, And uh, Shelly is actually at the game, the fucker. <laughs> yes. Uh, he is at the game right now. He's getting his. This is his second playoff game of this playoff series. He's uh he's gotten quite lucky here. And uh, there uh sit, he's he's got two rally tails from this. At least he's not rubbing it in too badly. He's not like you know sending me video clips and stuff of this. But uh, man. I don't think their seats are the best, but man, they're at a fucking playoff game, at a playoff game, and uh, <laughs> and right now it's all knotted up at one apiece, going into the second period. Um, damn it, I got to make some predictions here. How many shots on goal do these teams combine for in the opening two minutes of the second period? Uh, opening two minutes. Mm. I'm going to say three or more. I'm going to say there's going to be a lot of shots. Okay, poll 5,000 points here. Would you like to receive text messages from the Blues with ticket offers and other communications? I believe I already do. We'll just say yes. That seems to be already something you do to me, bastards. (laughs) What is the total number of penalty minutes racked up by these teams in the second period? Man, I have no idea. The average, I guess, is 10.3. Fuck it, I'll put 10. (laughs) Seems to be what everybody else is saying. No wonder why I'd, I haven't won one of these yet. Uh, well, here we go. What is the first single minor penalty called for in the second period? High sticking, holding, hooking, cross checking, roughing, or tripping? Uh, 
feeling kind of hooking. That seems to be where most people are going here. I'm feeling either hooking or tripping, which really is kind of the, the top two. Um, maybe I should go for a uh, go for a hail mary here because if you pick one that not a lot of people choose here, the way this uh, on the app here works, they give you more points, and that and if it hits right, then you uh, move higher up, and you're more likely to win the season tickets. Or well, I mean not full season tickets, but uh, a pair of tickets to your next regular season. Um, you want know, fucking? I'm gonna say high sticking. I'm going high sticking. <laughs> Uh, how many goals do these teams score in the second period? Uh, I'm going to go with the main crowd here and say two. I don't think this is going to be a super high-scoring game. I mean, this is two solid teams going at it. Um, are there any goals scored in the last two minutes of the second period? Oof. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to go into the grain on that one. And that's all I got. <laughs> so far, I've only gotten two out of seven correct. Not great. Not great. Not looking good. Seems unlikely I'm going to win any tickets tonight. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty exciting to see the Blues holding their own, man. And uh, I'd love to see them win the Cup again. I mean, I don't understand if they didn't, though. You know, I, I, I was beginning to think by the time they finally won, or before they won in 2019, I mean, I've gone my whole life living in the area where, you know, it's Blues capital. Like, I live not too far out from St. Louis, and it's all Blues hockey here. And uh, just been burnt so many times, you know, my whole life. I mean, they never won the Stanley Cup before 2019, and the last time before that they made it to the Stanley Cup finals was in the 60s. It was like the first two years that they were a franchise that, of course, they went to the Stanley Cup finals and – uh Lost to the Bruins. The Bobby Orr days. I mean, how the fuck are you going to be Bobby Orr? But, you know, you get beat so many times. You just assume that, well, it's going to be another one of those years. Although, I always get hyped up during the playoffs. And there were so many times the Blues went into the playoffs just looking unstoppable. Especially that year with uh, Halak and Elliott and Goal. It was that year that they were, like, number one all of the league and then lost in the first round of the playoffs. It's like, you got to fucking be kidding me. <laughs> they had such a strong team back then. And then just bam, first round one and done. I think it was the sharks they lost to. And then you go back even further, you know, you got fucking Gretzky when he was on there with Hull, Hull and Gretzky. Holy shit, man. They came fairly close that year to making it to the cup, but it didn't happen. The great one. I don't think the great one was on there long enough. He wasn't on there a full season. That was... Uh, maybe Brett Hull was a little too drunk that year. <laughs> I have a sneaking suspicion when uh, Shelly and I went to the uh, St. Patrick's Day game, and uh, which is uh, coincidentally the anniversary of our show, and which was the 10-year anniversary... Also, my birthday. I'm thinking Shelly and I weren't the only ones to go out and uh, have a little celebrations for St. Pat's before the game. I feel like the players may have been hanging out in Dogtown. Maybe that's why they kind of threw up a goose egg that night. 
and maybe not so much to do with me going to a Blues game, only for the second time and them losing in the exact same manner that they did the first time I went. Um, I'm going to blame it on being St. Pat's. I'm going to hope so. When it went to a shootout, knowing it was St. Pat's too, and Ryan O'Reilly, I think he was the last one, if I recall, to get up and take a shot during the shootout for the Blues. And I was like, holy shit, how perfect would it be if Ryan O'Reilly, the fucking Irish guy on the team, sinks the winning goal on St. Pat's? And I was like, this is this is how the story is meant to be. And then he missed. <laughs> like, damn it. They're doing good, though. And I, can't, I can't hold a grudge for that. It was fun just going to see the Blues play. It would have been great to see a win. Would have been really great. But I got a really great green jersey from it, the St. Pat's jersey. I really shouldn't have bought because, you know, got a lot of bills via the penthouse and all. <laughs> but I couldn't resist. It was St. Pat's. They had the awesome green jersey. I like hardly ever wear the jerseys, especially right now. You know, it's fucking hot. I'm not going to wear a jersey. But uh, hopefully it gives me a reason to uh, go to another Blues game, you know. I, I think I'll at least go to one next year. Hopefully, hopefully I'll make it to a couple. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's fun times, fun times going to see live hockey live. Other than that, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, what I've been doing is working, of course. And uh, I had, uh, I had another great third Thursday run, um, Thursday night, this last Thursday, of course, uh, we had our, my run group, uh, or, uh, Normal third Thursday group, and it was, like, storming really bad. Like, there was times, there was, uh, thinking of that, that might have been the night, too, where, maybe it was yesterday. We've had a lot of thunderstorms the last couple of days. But it looked like we were going to possibly get into some real bad storms when we were running. I think it was the next day on Friday when we had the uh, tornado sirens. I'm not sure. Days are kind of blending together. Um, Maybe it was Thursday, though. I'm not sure, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess it, maybe it was Thursday when they had the tornado sirens. <laughs> anyway, when we went to run, magically, it didn't rain on us at all. It looked like it was going to fucking just destroy us when we ran. It was also a very important run because uh, my friend Lori Bowen, who's in the run group, uh, she's moving out west, I believe, to Utah. So this was like her last run with us. Until, you know, I guess she comes to visit, which uh, Megan, uh, my friend Megan, and, of course, I think Rich may have <laughs> helped with this decision on this. Anytime Lori comes to run, we'll have a special group run called Who the Fuck is Lori Bowen? <laughs> uh, which will be great. I've got to be there for that. But, uh, man, it was it was good times seeing everybody and hanging out at Shelly's workplace. Over there, well, uh, we were at the beer deck, which is owned by the people that own the tap room, which is the tap room is actually where Shelly works. But uh, <coughs> we went uh, over there, of course, after the run, and I had the cow, t- cow tipper <laughs> milk stout uh, for the first one. It was pretty tasty, pretty tasty. Gotta say, I wanted a stout. was like, I, l- I love me some Guinness. So I was like, let's go with the stout. Let's go with the stout. 
Not bad. Not bad. I don't drink almost at all anymore, though, and I had a total of two drinks there. I had the G&T Shandy, or Gin and Tonic Shandy, rather, um, the Gin and Tonic with the Shandy there, and that shit's good. That shit is good. And I had the Cow Tipper uh, Milk Stout. And a fuck ton of food. But that alcohol, that little bit of alcohol, and I it took me quite a while to consume all that alcohol. But uh ah, man, I felt I felt real buzzed. Real buzzed. It doesn't take much anymore. I'm like, whoo, hello, alcohol. <laughs> and uh the craziest part, though, is I had a full order of Bosco sticks. Now, see, back in the day, when the rum group would up there, that is the Daily Run Club, um, we would go up there, and uh, I'd al- I always at least have to get the Bosco sticks. And I used to share at least one Bosco stick with usually my friend Ray, which she hasn't been there, oh, shit, it seems like a couple of years, um, where I'd give friend Mac or... Someone, I'd usually end up giving a Bosco stick to somebody. So, you know, I'm not eating quite as much food. <laughs> I like to share. And then they have, usually during the summer months, they have the Bella Pizza, which is a thin crust pizza with spinach, chicken, and artichoke hearts, I believe is what's all on there. Good stuff. Good stuff. I am a fan. Because it's thin crust pizza, though. You know, it's it's you can get away with eating the whole thing. <laughs> Normally, in most days, I don't eat, like, an insane amount. But then, like, third Thursday comes around, and, like, I eat a fuck ton. And uh, usually I have the Bella Pizza. I'll, I'll finish that off with, you know, at least two Bosco sticks. And then my buddy Rich will uh, <laughs> donate at the end. He's usually got a couple pieces of pizza left, but he's got, like, the thick crust stuff. And so I usually have to eat a couple pieces of his, which I, I oblige. I'm like, hell yeah. This time around, though, the no, still no Bella pizza, so I had to go with the thicker crust, and <laughs> I had all three Bosco sticks. And see, last third Thursday, I, I I couldn't I couldn't finish it all, could not finish it all. And um, what it was is I would have finished it all. I only had one drink, and I went to get get one other drink at the end. To help me push through and finish that. And I think I actually had one or two people eat a slice of that pizza. So it wasn't as bad last month. Um, but I didn't get that this month. I ate the whole fucking thing. And, uh, well, I, uh, point is, I wasn't able to, I They had already shut off. They were had already done their last call. I missed it. And I wasn't able to get a second drink. So I wasn't able to finish that pizza. Had I had another drink, I would have been able to finish it. Which is probably good, though, because this time... When I ate all that, it really fucked with me. I mean, I ate the whole fucking pizza and Bosco sticks. <laughs> and damn. <laughs> Friday and today, my my digestion has been off. Shitting's been all fucked up. It's been not pleasant. Not pleasant at all. <laughs> um, I'm 41 years old. I should probably stop doing stupid shit like that, you know? Um... And realize that nobody's probably, I guess, the days are over with really sharing much food with people. Um, <laughs> thanks, COVID. Uh, so maybe I should, if they don't have, the, if they have the Bella Pizza, I mean, it's thin crust, I can go with it. I can go with it. Maybe the next day I'll be a little out of it. But I think I should just rock. Maybe a brat. Get a brat. 
and and some chips with it with the bo- I I have to get the Bosco's Bosco sticks. But that might be a better play next time, so I'm not feeling like death for like two days afterwards. I mean, I wasn't feeling that bad, but I definitely <laughs> threw my stomach for a loop. Oh, especially Friday, man, early Friday. Just my body's just like, what the fuck are you doing, you asshole? Fucking asshole. <laughs> and uh, Agent Mulder was, was very concerned about me, I think, when I when I left. I, I fed him early going to that run, which threw him off, and he was really expecting to get fed early again, like yesterday and tonight because of it. And uh, I, I was like, no, you got to wait, man. <laughs> but, like, he, he didn't, like, piss or shit that night whenever I went to uh, the group run. Like, he was stressing out because I wasn't here. But uh, he was uh, very excited to see me come home Thursday night. I was a little buzzed. A little buzzed. (laughs) Uh, Good times, though. Good times. And I did finally get around to watching all of Ozark. That is the Jason Bateman or Lenny show. And uh, love me some Jason Bateman. Big fan. That's a good show. That's a good show. I still think the first season is like the best of the best. That first season is just fucking in your face and good. Um, it's a hard show to watch all of it. Like I was, this, especially these last few episodes, like Laura Lenny's character, Wendy, Jason Bateman's uh, wife in the show, She's such an evil bitch. <laughs> she becomes such an evil bitch. And, like, it's... There's just so much to not like. There's just... There's no Walter White moment, I guess. Like, when you watch Breaking Bad, which I guess I compare, like, every show to Breaking Bad now because I fucking love that show so much, and I thought that they just did such a wonderful job throughout the whole thing, the way they wrapped it up. It's like no one can compare. It's like comparing, I don't know, a a hill down the street to Mount Olympus or something to to Everest. It's just it's just not going to be there. You know, it's just not going to be the same. Um, But what I was saying is Walter White, I mean, he did horrible shit, horrible fucking shit. I mean, he murdered people and uh, I mean, he, he poisoned the kid, Brock. Almost killed the fucker. And, uh, but I mean, he had times where he'd do evil shit, but then he would redeem himself ish. <laughs> like, there was, but you also, too, with, with Walter, you really felt like, like when he poisoned Brock, that maybe he, he felt confident he wasn't actually going to kill the kid. And that he was in such, he was so concerned at that moment that, uh, Gus, was going to kill him, which most likely Gus was going to kill. <laughs> There's, and then, uh, but I think the the worst, the part where it's really hard to root for Walt in any way is when he goes after Jesse and puts like the, the hit out on Jesse. Uh, but at the same time though, when they go to kill Jesse, when Jack, uncle Jack shows up and then they, uh, come across Hank Gomez or, uh, sorry, Hank and, uh, Gomez, not Hank Gomez, <laughs> Hank Schrader <laughs> and his partner, Gomez, Gomi. And, uh, 
Walt doesn't want him to hurt Hank. And so that's still like, oh, man, he is he's an evil bastard. But, yes, he he's also, he does care about shit. And in the end, I mean, that final episode, when he comes back and fucking destroys Jack and, like, lets Jesse go, I mean, doesn't make up for all the horrible shit that he did, but it was just, it's definitely a, you know, somewhat redeeming and just a great final episode. Like, uh, every, it would seem like almost everybody knows Ark, which I guess to an extent, like the same way in Breaking Bad, which I like a lot of diversity in characters. I don't like, you know, one-sided characters, which I don't think anybody really does. You want, if you're going to watch a show for a long period of time, you want them to be very, you know, in-depth characters. You don't want them to be one, one-dimensional. And, uh. You get a lot of darkness with all of the characters in uh, Ozark. Pretty much all. I don't. <laughs> I don't think any of them didn't do any bad shit. Much like Breaking Bad. Um, but there's there was almost with Ozark, uh, which it's a good show. Good show. I recommend watching it. But it's like there's just seems to be less redeeming char- uh, <laughs> spots with the bigger characters in the show. Like, Marty at times can be redeemable at the end, but I'm kind of feeling like, ah, I don't know. You know, like, definitely Wendy's. It's like, oof, yeah. She kind of goes through a redemption process in the very, like, last episode. Kind of redeems herself to her family, but, I mean, she's just maniacal. Fucking maniacal. And what happened to Ruth, I don't want to say, but that was saddening. That was saddening. Ruth was a great character. Great character. <laughs> they did her wrong, man. They did Ruth wrong. <laughs> Which just me just saying that. It would just it, I feel like people are already if you if you haven't watched it and you're familiar with the show, you can probably read between the lines there. But damn it. They they did Ruth wrong, man. Ruth is Ruth is pretty great. I don't know the actress's name. Which I'm gonna have to look that up now. Uh, yeah, is that? Uh, I still need to go back to the theater, man. After last week with uh, seeing Doctor Strange too, I really feel like uh, I just need to see more movies at the theater. Really enjoyed the old uh, experience. Um, but uh, Ozark. Ruth is played by, let us see here. No, I don't care about a podcast episode. <laughs> Main cast, why is John Cena showing up here? Um, Julia Garner. Yeah, Ruth Langmore. Fucking great. She's She is fantastic. Uh, she's also in, in that newer Netflix show. Um. Damn it. Uh, she was in the Sin City, Team to Kill for. I did not realize that. I guess she was probably a kid at that shot that that time. That was in 2014. Well, shit. I guess that one was more recent than I thought. It's been a while since I've seen that. Uh, now I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. Uh, <laughs> but there's that Netflix show. 
No, is that it? No. I don't know what the fuck show, uh, movie. I don't know what the name is. She plays some weird. <laughs> Inventing Anna, I guess, is the, oh, I guess it is a show. Um, I tried to watch that. Mainly because it had her and I like her. I just, just wasn't feeling it. She's, I guess, playing a fraud? I'm not sure. It's a strange, it's a strange show. Strange show. As, uh, <laughs> I wanted to like it and get into it. I just couldn't, couldn't do it. But Ozark's good. She's great as Ruth playing more in the old Ozark. Uh, definitely recommend that old shit. Oh, before I, <laughs> before I started recording that, like right before, I was reading an article on uh, Taylor Hawkins, the uh, late great drummer for the Foo Fighters, of course, that passed away in March, I guess it was, end of March. Right around the time I ordered that damn guitar. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I'd love me some uh, Taylor Hawkins. And, uh, but, uh, they, they of course went into like, uh, the days leading up to his death and what, uh, friends had said that he was tired and he just couldn't do the shows. Um, the, apparently there's still no official cause of death. Um, apparently he had a very enlarged heart and he was taking a lot of medication to, uh, help deal with that, that, May, this article is a Rolling Stone article, and they're really making it sound like maybe he was just overworked, and maybe the heart issues, and just apparently there was reports of somebody calling about chest pains from that hotel, I guess, where he's staying, and that's thought to be a Taylor, and that I guess maybe his heart gave out, unfortunately. <clears throat> but uh, friends had said that like he wanted to stop, and like at least scale back. Maybe not just be like part time with the Foo Fighters, but uh, spokesman for the, like the band and the recording label are saying that's that's not true. I don't know why his friends would make that up. Um, like one of the uh, they were referencing was the uh, drummer for Pearl Jam. I don't know what he would gain <laughs> from saying that he had a personal conversation with him. Where he was saying where Taylor had apparently talked to Dave and said he wanted to, like he couldn't do this crazy schedule anymore. But unfortunately, you know, shit, <laughs> nothing you can do about it now. <laughs> unfortunately, he passed away. But anyway, what I was getting to is I was kind of reading over his life story, which I've read, you know, quite quite a bit lately. Because there's a lot of stories about him. And uh, I, I knew a fair amount about Taylor uh, just from being a fan of the Foo Fighters and seeing interviews and such. But, uh, of course, I went back over uh, talking, uh, reading about his early days as a musician. Oh, man. And they had the clip, uh, one uh, clip of uh, him playing You Ought to Know with uh, Miss Alanis Morissette. And just, oh, that's such a good song. So powerful. And Taylor's killing it. It was this, uh, I don't think I have the page up anymore. No, I don't. Um, it was somewhere, I don't know, South America, where the recording was. 
which is crazy because that you know he died in Bogota, Colombia. <sighs> but it was somewhere that they speak Spanish. I'm not sure where exactly the show was, but man, it was a tight performance. Like their whole her whole band for that tour was fantastic. Like shit, that album was like the biggest album of the fucking '90s, I think. I mean, when that thing came out, like you could not get away at all from Jagged Little Pill. It's like, oh, so good. Um, I pulled it up now, damn it. Let's see here. Did you did talk about too, like days before he passed, I guess, that they had a storm somewhere in South America um, and they had to cancel their show. And this little girl, she... Trying to find her stuff on her. Her name is uh, Emma Sophia Peralta. Uh, I want to say she's like nine or ten, something like that. Something like that. She's not. She's for. She's really young, and she was gonna see the Foo Fighters. She'd never seen it before, and unfortunately, I I still have not either. That's a damn shame. Um, but she was gonna go see them, and they, it got canceled. And she thought it was like the worst day of her life sort of thing. And uh, then uh, I guess out near the venue where they were going to play, I guess it was some kind of festival or something. But uh, she was out there and she had her drums and was playing like Foo Fighter songs. And Hawkins came through and heard it and then uh, came up to her and – she got to meet Taylor Hawkins and stuff. He posted pictures with her and there's a great picture of the two of them together. And it's like, fuck man, he's going to die like shortly after this. It's fucking, but, uh, apparently he was awesome with, he fucking loved kids. Like, uh, <clears throat> I think I talked about this before in the podcast, but he, uh, would go to like guitar center all the time. Like him and Dave Grohl would go hang out at a guitar center. And, uh, <clears throat> One of the uh, people that worked at Guitar Center had said uh, that uh, he ne- they never saw him buy anything. Like, he never bought anything and left. But yet he had, <laughs> like, a bill of, like, thousands of dollars. And he thought somebody was, like, screwing him. That He went to his boss. He's like, look, man, like, I've never seen him buy anything. Why is he <laughs> all of this getting charged him? Or like it, they then the the manager or whatever said like every time he would go to Guitar Center he would buy s- at least something for a child like he was always buying like drums and stuff for kids like every time he'd go there. But uh, yeah, oh yeah, here's that performance. I gotta look here. Uh, it is. I am not <laughs> programa le- I yeah I don't livre programa livre that doesn't tell me where that is 96 man so long ago now it was back in the <laughs> days of uh, VH1 storytellers which I loved and they had a great storytellers or not storytellers I mean that was around at the same time too but Behind the Music. That program was so fucking awesome in the 90s. And when they had the Behind the Music on a jet, on Alanis Morissette, and she talked about 
Jacket Little Pill. So good. So good. Um, oh, it's all in Spanish. You bastards. <laughs> that doesn't tell me anything. Uh, oh, it's in Brazil. That's where they're at. They were in Brazil. I figured it was South America somewhere. But it's a great sh- show in Brazil. And Taylor's so fucking young there. He's like 22 or 23. Lannis is like 20 or 21. And holy shit. There's just... He's he's fucking killing it, man. Apparently on the original album, though, uh, which I haven't listened to the uh, original album in in a minute, I guess. Maybe every once in a while I hear it on uh, a mix on uh, iHeartRadio and stuff or Spotify. But uh, I haven't gone out of my way to listen to the original recording. You ought to know in a minute. It's because Taylor Hawkins is in it. I try to go for the live recordings. But originally on the re- uh, recording, she used... Uh, like a drum machine or a drum loop. <laughs> so the drums aren't nec- aren't as quite as good on the album as they were live. As Taylor really put his energy into there and uh still sucks. I keep looking up um Foo Fighters on Google with the news just to see there's any kind of uh, word on, you know, are they going to, I I realize they're not immediately going to come out. Hey, we're just going to go right back on tour. Um, But I'm hoping to hear, you know, some, some kind of news on, on Grohl or something, you know, I'd I'd hate to never hear more music from Dave Grohl or, or the fellas or anything. It's a, you know, I I imagine after this they would at least have to rethink maybe their touring schedule. At the very least, but I don't even know that they would uh, want to ever, you know, be a band again. I mean, that's that's got to be a total crush, just soul crushing deal. Um. <clears throat> Son of a bitch, it's been 25 years since The Color and the Shape. The second album of the Foo Fighters, which that album's so fucking good. Um, Yeah, it's... It's hard to imagine the Foo Fighters continuing on, but I'd love to, you know, see the Foo Fighters. <laughs> uh, oh, I hadn't heard this before. This is a article on Louder. Um, Loudersound.com. Now I know that whenever uh, Nirvana ended, Kurt Cobain died. Um, Dave Grohl uh, wasn't sure what he was going to do with his career at that point. Um, he did play as a drummer for Tom Petty on uh, Saturday Night Live, and Tom Petty had asked him if he wanted to tour with him. And he strongly considered it, and uh, I don't know. I, I like Tom Petty and all. I don't know. If that, <laughs> I'm glad he didn't do that. I mean, I love the Foo Fighters. I don't think we would have gotten. Maybe he would have collaborated with some songs on Tom Petty. Who knows what would have happened had he had he chosen that route? But I see this article here. Apparently, that was the only band that he considered <laughs> playing with. This is interesting. I had not heard this one. It says this article's name is, and it's by uh, 
Metal Hammer <laughs> who made the article. Um, that time, a pre-famed Dave Grohl nearly joined Gwar. Oh, this is pre-famed, so this is even before Nirvana days. Okay. Um, that makes more sense. Okay. I, but it says, uh, he even came up with a character, says Gwar frontman Blothar. Of the time pre-Nirvana, Dave Grohl almost joined the infamous metal band. Oh, man. Grohl's journey from obscurity to megastardom is written in the uh, annals of rock and roll history. From cult, Washington, D.C., hardcore band Scream, to Nirvana, to the Foo Fighters, the drummer-turned-frontman has become one of the most famous and well-connected musicians on the fucking planet. But it could have been very, very different. Back in the depths of the 80s, when he was still kicking around the U.S. punk scene, Grohl almost joined Gwar. Yes, that's right, the rubber costume, giant phallus-waving, <laughs> phallus-waving blood and semen-spurting shock rockers of scum dogs of the universe and America must be destroyed fame. We thought the story was a gag, but it turns out it's true. Speaking exclusively to Metal Hammer's Stephen Hill, current war frontman Blothar the Berserker confirms that girls seriously considered joining the band in the 80s. War was part of the regional punk rock scene and Dave was part of it too, says Blothar, a.k.a. Michael Bishop. <laughs> Originally played in war back in the 80s, and early 90s as an entirely different character, bassist Beefcake the Mighty. I love that name, Beefcake the Mighty. Uh, I know some, you know, <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you any of like, the Gore members and shit, but I've, you know, I've listened to Gore a couple of times. Uh, but in uh, early 90s is entirely, yeah, Beefcake the, the, the Mighty. Grohl would come to our shows in his hometown, Richmond, Virginia, a lot. He was friends with Gore's guitar player, Dewey. Uh, Raul, a.k.a. Flatus Maximus. Grohl's band at the time, Scream, were on the verge of falling apart, according to Blothar. Gore themselves were looking for a new drummer, so they reached out to the Foo Fighters, or to the, sorry, to the future Foo Fighters. Yeah, I can see Grohl. <laughs> While the Foo Fighters going on, just reaching out to the Foo Fighters, hey, we want Dev Grohl. <laughs> Uh, it says, we sent him an invitation and talked to him about it, and he was serious. He made up a character. Oh, son of a bitch. Colorado just went up by a goal in the, the Blues game. Son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> by the time I post this, somebody's going to have won and somebody's going to be lost, though. Anyway, um, I sent him an invitation, talked to him about it, and he was serious. He made up a character. He was serious, says Blothar. Guar could put 800 people in a room. So it made sense for him to do it. He came and played with our guitar player. I never played with him. I was playing bass guitar, so if we would uh, if we had have jammed, I'd have known about it. Blothar tells Hammer that he suspects it was Gwar's OTT live shows that stopped Grove from joining. Gwar was doing some pretty obscene stuff on stage, says the front man. He says it was because he didn't want his family to come see him do that stuff, his uncle and aunt and his nieces and nephews. But I don't think it was that. I think he had enough sense to see that Gore was a big pain in the ass. <laughs> a hard band to be in. Why would you want to put these outfits on when you could just walk on stage in your normal clothes? Even back then, being in Gore <laughs> was hardly an appealing pro proposition for a musician. <laughs> Grohl himself has confirmed that he did once consider signing up with Gore, though he ultimately opted to head to Seattle and join a little-known grunge band named Nirvana. I don't know what happened to that band. 
But uh, it says you could say that Gwar and Nirvana are pretty different. But we're both rock bands that got into Kiss and the Melvins. Playing to kids who love heavy rock music, says Blothar. But man, what a great drummer he was. Still is. I'm sure he would have made Gwar sound fantastic. But I don't think he'd be happy. Shame. He could have been enjoying this all these years, dressing in a big rubber suit. Uh, I could see Dave Grohl still just doing it, at least for like a couple of shows. Just hanging out with, you know, maybe not gore per se. But just going out because he's Dave, he's Dave fucking Grohl. Just one day, maybe he will do it. Now he's, I imagine he got some free time. He might just drum for gore for a little bit. Fuck. I mean, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> but, uh, oh man, there's a, uh, Article on uh, Nandy Bushnell. She's uh internet sensation. She's uh, played with the Foo Fighters. She's she, uh, that's she's twelve years old, and that's that's how I came to uh, get the uh, Tom Morello signature strat because I happened to see a video she put out, and uh, Tom Morello gave her his strat, one of his strats, Not his actual strat. <laughs> but uh, she's uh. Pretty impressive there. That one, if you haven't seen her, check her out on like Instagram or YouTube. She's done stuff with Tom Morello's son, who's a really shockingly, I know that uh, Tom Morello's son, pretty damn good guitarist. He's he's around her age. I'm not sure how old he is, but uh, it'll be interesting to see where she goes. Uh, she's been working with all kinds of big musicians. I mean, Chad Smith from. Uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, the drummer who looks just like Will Ferrell, has uh, played with her and stuff. She's been on the stage. She's on a massive stage with the Foo Fighters. And, uh, <clears throat> shit, she's, uh, she plays guitar, bass, the whole whole thing. And uh, she's, I guess, mainly a drummer, though. And uh, she's written a few songs now. Oh, now I'm just thinking there's this that Caleb kid that uh, is also on YouTube and uh, Instagram that he's like nine or 10 years old now, but he got to play with Joey Jordanson. Well, I don't know if Joey, Joey played with him, but I know he got up and uh, at least got to hang out backstage with uh, Slipknot because he played fucking Slipknot when he was like, I don't know, three or four. You could already whip out fucking Slipknot, dude, on a drum, on a drum kit. <laughs> That shit's insane. And that kid, oh, there's that video where he's all, like, got the slipknot jumpsuit on and, like, looks like a doll and just freaky as shit and playing. That's, like, so much creepier than an adult dressing like that. Like, getting to see this kid and there's, like, no emotion and he's just shredding. I don't know shredding's the right word. He's tearing up that drum kit, man, just fucking going to town. And <laughs> it's just, he looked possessed. He looked possessed. And uh, Joey, I know, had seen it on Instagram. He got uh, the kid. He he fucking loved that kid. Unfortunately, another drummer that recently, fairly recently, passed away. But he got to go hang out with like Slipknot and stuff. And uh, <laughs> it's really awesome to always to see like the really young musicians, and just knowing that uh, <laughs> you know the the life of a musician can be tough. It's just hopefully in they can uh, keep with it and, you know, steer away from the bad shit, the alcohol and, and whatnot. 
and hopefully, and you know, when you see like the kids that are just fucking insanely good and talented, and just how pumped they are, it's like hopefully they can hold on to that enthusiasm for playing and stuff. You know, it's just hard to keep on to hold on to enthusiasm anyway, because when you're a kid, unless you're just living a horrible life, like you're in the middle of a war zone or you're just beat the shit out of every day. I think for the most part, children are <laughs> have a lot of positivity, and then you you know you just lose it as you grow older for the most part, you know, a few people, few lucky people are able to hold on to a lot of it and just, you know, exonerate, you know, happiness or whatever. I don't know what the hell I'm going for, but (laughs) Uh, aging sucks. I think that's what I'm getting at. Aging sucks. Uh, as damn it, I should have gotten a Gatorade before this as I got some major fucking cotton mouth and I need, to really <laughs> get my body back to normal still after fucking third Thursday, man. Eating all that goddamn pizza and the Bosco sticks mixed with the two, two fucking drinks. Two drinks. Um, And I'm just, yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Aging sucks. This was, like, I, I don't know that when I did stupid shit like that, even my 20s, like I, I didn't eat much on most days, but I would at times eat a fuck ton, like a fuck ton of pizza or whatever. I feel like I probably still did feel like shit the next day, but somehow it didn't bother me as much. Like, it's not that I didn't feel like shit the next day. <laughs> I think it's now that they're just like, yeah, why am I doing it? Like, uh, like it, I just don't want to feel like shit at all. And I try to avoid it. It and then, but I'm still like eating a whole thing of Bosco sticks and a big ass pizza by myself. I, it's just there's no there's no payoff. It's just uh, <laughs> everybody knows I can do it. I don't need to keep doing it. I don't know why I torture myself like that. It's it's a bit silly, a bit silly, just a wee bit. Um, <laughs> what maybe one of these days I'll learn. Seems unlikely, but maybe. Maybe, maybe. Uh, we shall see. Um, I, I guess I'm just about done here. Um, man, I really just hope that uh, I get some kind of email, some kind of let me know more, guarantee me a spot of when I'll get this fucking Adam Jones guitar here, this Les Paul standard. And let's hope that the Blues make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. That'd be great. Uh, you know, maybe we'll have to do the fucking jury duty. June 1st. June 1st. Of one more week of freedom. <laughs> and then the week after. Um, Thankfully, it's... Like middle of, I think that's a Wednesday. If I remember correctly. Uh... See here, yeah, that is a Wednesday, and uh, hey, it's Pride Month too, the first day of Pride Month. Um, but uh, I think the Pride Parade's at the end of June usually, which I'm sure Shelly will be going to. He goes to it every year. I'm not big on parades and stuff, though. I don't know. I just, uh, I should like I didn't even go. Like I talked about going to Pride, and I just never did. And uh, I, 
I wanted to really go to the Blues parade when they won the Stanley Cup, and then didn't happen. Didn't go to it. <laughs> just not fond of that big a. And just like you know, when I went to uh, Germany, I skipped out on Oktoberfest. Of course, I was by myself then. That felt real awkward. Um, but uh, shit, yeah. I was gonna say, uh, man, yeah. At least that day, I probably wouldn't be working overtime anyway, seeing it's on June 1st, so maybe I wouldn't miss out on overtime. <laughs> Just hopefully, hopefully if I do get called in jury duty, it's a one-day thing. doesn't turn out to be like a fucking murder trial <laughs> or something that really going to have to argue a lot with the other jurors. It would be, I mean, it'd be interesting to do. I don't. Maybe if I ever am old enough to retire and I'm retired, I'd be more willing to go do jury duty. Seeing as though I got, you know, I got to work as much as I possibly can. And, uh, I, you know, I seem to have a lot going on. So, uh, <laughs> I, I enjoy my, my time, you know, I, I rather not go to court, but, uh, if I do, I do. So, uh, and other than that, fuck, man, only one more week till, uh, till Kenobi, which that'll be, I guess, episode two whenever, uh, if I go to jury duty, I don't know what date. I think it's the 27th is the first day of Kenobi. I'll have to fucking check that real quickly here, but I'm pretty certain um, episode one is the twenty. Yeah, May twenty seventh. So that's that's next next Friday. So that's less than a week. Son of a bitch, Colorado scored again. <laughs> you motherfuckers. Ugh. that's okay. Blues do better on on the road. They just gotta <laughs> survive. Um, I don't put them to, down two games to one though. It's, if they lose tonight, that's not. It's not great, but they can get back out of that hole. Ah, but, uh, oof. oh, man. May 27th. We're days away. Get the big, long holiday weekend. Get to see some fucking Kenobi. I imagine I'm going to watch that like four or five times in a row. It's going to be great. Uh, yeah, well, I'm good here. And uh, as always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.